1: visited red states and blue states, and I found that the common values that unite us are deeper than our divisions. And um, I thought you might clap for that.
2: (laughs) I'm Dave Rubin. I thought you might clap for that. This is the Rubin Report. It's May 26, 2023. I am back in studio live. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Locals. If you want to join us for a post-game wrap-up show today, RubenReport.locals.com. And we've only got about 45 minutes for today's show because I'll be joining Megan Kelly on her show for the hour immediately after. And I think we have a little bit of a difference of opinion on some of this Trump-DeSantis stuff, and we're going to get into it and still respect and like each other and drink tequila next time we see each other. Uh, I should note that I am back and safe. I was in San Francisco yesterday. That place is a complete dump. I know you know it, but uh, genuinely, you walk around that place and you do not feel safe. I actually ended up showering before I went to bed the other night because uh, you just feel absolutely gross there. It is such a perfect living, breathing, well, I guess maybe not living because there's a lot of dead people on the streets, but like quasi-living, more zombie-like living uh, version of why progressives should not be in power. They absolutely ruin everything. But I'll explain why I was there uh, in just a few moments. Uh, The purpose of today's today's show, today's program uh, is to talk about the DeSantis campaign launch. Obviously, it was funny that I wasn't in studio of all days to not be in studio. Wasn't in studio yesterday, but I, I really had to go to San Francisco for a good reason met with some guy you might've heard of. Um, But DeSantis has announced, uh, he set record fundraising yesterday. Uh, They obviously did this thing on Twitter Spaces. We'll talk about that at the launch and all that sort of stuff. Uh, And then we're gonna get into some of the Trump response on that. And look, the game is afoot. The game is afoot. I hope to do my best over the next year and a half or however long this thing goes on, uh, however long everybody's fighting to, to present all of this to you in the most honest possible way without hiding what my feelings and biases are. You know, for those of you that uh, that d- still do occasionally tune into CNN or MSNBC or any of these things, uh, you know, these people are pretending that they don't have feelings about these things when they obviously have hyper- feelings about these things. So I will try to present everything honest as honestly as I always do, and also tell you what I think about the situation. And obviously I'm I'm intimately involved at some level and uh and I'm psyched. I think it's this was a long time a coming, as they say, and it is finally here. So yes, Ron DeSantis has officially announced his candidacy to be president of the United States. Here is the launch video that went up about 10 minutes before the Twitter spaces, which we'll get to in a moment.
3: Our border is a disaster, crime infests our cities, the federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet, and the president flounders. But decline is a choice, success is attainable, and freedom is worth fighting for. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions must be our foundation. And common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we proved that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback.
2: All right. It's solid. It's a solid launch. Look, I get it's a campaign ad. Let's not pretend it is anything that it isn't anything that it is. It is a campaign ad, but it's solid. I want to just repeat a couple of the words that he said there. Sanity. Right? We bring that up a lot around here. We're gonna have a little de-sanity, perhaps. Normalcy, integrity, truth, common sense. There was really no attack on anyone. There was one statement about the president, but it was really, can we return to something normal? Can we do what is right? Oh, and by the way, I've kind of done it right here in Florida. Everyone knows it. That's why everyone's coming here and nobody's leaving. And it's clean and clear. Uh, you know, remember, the guy is 44 years old, so it's also nice, kind of refreshing to see someone a bit younger that's saying, hey, I'm going to get in the race because, you know, we've been stuck in this gerontocracy, which, I, as I always say, I'm not against old people. I like old people. I still watch reruns of The Golden Girls. Uh, but it doesn't mean that a bunch of late 70s into 80-year-olds should be running the country anymore. Uh, so it was just like a nice, clean, simple ad right there. Uh, but really, what the launch was was this Twitter Spaces. So for those of you, well, I suppose all of you now are familiar with uh, what Twitter Spaces is. Uh, but real quick, if you've, if you, if you're not paying too much attention to the Twitter, Twitter Spaces is basically their audio sort of live radio show that they have on Twitter. So anyone, you, me, anybody else, Elon Musk, can set up a Twitter Spaces. Other people on Twitter can jump in, and then you're basically doing a live call-in show. It's actually a pretty cool technology. They've had it out for about a year. It hasn't done like a major, major takeoff. You know, it's just sort of the insiders kind of use it. In any event, the DeSantis campaign decided to launch on Twitter, on Twitter spaces uh, with Elon Musk and David Sachs. You guys know David Sachs. He's been on the show a bunch of times. He was an investor in locals. He's been really one of the most outspoken people against the Ukraine war. He's co-host of the All In podcast, et cetera, et cetera. So he sort of moderated it. It was Sachs, Elon, and, uh, Saks, Elon, and obviously Governor DeSantis. Uh, here they are discussing the policy to end the bureaucracy. You might know that as the swamp.
3: I think there's a lot that the executive branch can do. And I, all I will say when it comes to these agencies, we'll put, we'll we'll go into this a little bit more as the campaign goes on, but buckle up when I get in there because the, the status quo is not acceptable. Um, and we are gonna make sure that we reconstitutionalize this government
2: The status quo is not acceptable. Well, that is right, right? We are watching a completely out of control federal government and the agencies and the bureaucracy. This is what we call the swamp. We are watching them spying on us, working with tech tech platforms to silence us, jailing the wrong people, looking into parents for showing up to school board meetings, uh, chasing former presidents with nonsensical uh, attacks like the whole thing, you, you guys get it, the whole thing. So what I liked about that clip specifically was, I think it's uh, thematic as DeSantis as an executive. If he says he's going to do something, he does it. For those of you watching this right now that maybe aren't fully on the, the DeSantis train, and that's great, I want people watching this that maybe totally dislike him. You don't even have to like me, but if you're tuning in, that's pretty good. Uh, but for those of you that maybe aren't fully on board yet, tell me something that he has said he was going to do that he has not done. He just completed, I mean, it's just true. It's just true, but I will gladly hear the criticism on this. Uh, He accomplished every single thing he set out to do in his agenda, signed all of it, moved on, the legislative season closed, and now he launched. Uh, Speaking of Elon Musk and Twitter, uh, let's throw up the image. I happened to be in San Francisco yesterday uh, meeting that guy. We're just gonna leave it, at that. Uh, it was actually unrelated to, uh, the DeSantis situation. I didn't even know when we booked the trip last week that this was going to happen, but it was a pretty cool day to be there. Uh, here's a little video. So that's just a little bit of a throwaway. Uh, here's video of DeSantis, uh, saying that he is a winner and, uh, there's a reason he's running.
3: Well, look, uh, I don't mind being called different things. I've been called everything but a child of God as it is. Uh, so that doesn't phase me. Uh, you can call me whatever you want. Uh, just make sure you call me a winner because that's what we've done in the state of Florida, and that's exactly what we would do nationally, not only in the election, uh, but actually bringing all these great policies to bear.
2: That would be pretty refreshing, right? If we actually I mean imagine if we could actually do it. I know I talk about Florida on this show all the time, and there's a there's a reason I do it, not just because it's enriched my life, my family's life, the fine people in this room, all the people that work for me, et cetera, et cetera, but it's because it is the beacon, right? If you're watching this right now and you live in Portland, or you you live in Chicago, or or you live in Cali anywhere. Uh, Wherever you might live, if you're living in a place where they're really not doing a good job when it comes to cleaning up the streets and the crime and the drugs and, and you're paying high taxes and your roads don't look good and all of this stuff, it's like, I want you to know, and I think this is what the real message of the DeSantis campaign is, it does not have to be this way. It wasn't this way, and it was only until we let radical leftists run basically everything, and then we let them into the White House, and they printed endless money and caused inflation and caused supply chain issues, and now we have this crazy war, non-war, all of these things. But there has been a place, Florida, run by this guy, DeSantis, where it is working. So there is a blueprint out. I think that's really what this whole thing is all about. And this is the rubric that Republicans have to use. Can you win an election and can you win on policy? It would be nice to do both of those things, not just win because you scared everybody of the other side or whatever it might be, but but win an election and also bring the right policies to bear. So I wanna go into a little bit of, uh, th- this is a little bit of the insider baseball. This is from Team DeSantis on uh, some of the info around the launch. Let's take a look. Uh, DeSantis' groundbreaking announcement by the numbers. In politics, winning campaigns are focused on the metrics that matter. So here's a few. Hundreds of thousands of people simultaneously flooded onto Twitter's servers to hear the governor deliver the news for the first time and crash Twitter's technical infrastructure. I'll get to more on that in just a sec. Ron DeSantis' Twitter Spaces announcement was heard live by hundreds of thousands of users. More than 6.5 million have since listened. More than 1 million viewers watch Ron DeSantis' 30-plus-minute Fox News interview. That's from the clip that we just showed you. Ron DeSantis hosted a tele-town hall with over 82,000 live participants. Ron DeSantis' announcement video earned more than 23 million views on Twitter, a million raised in the first few hours of launch as some of the country's top conservative bundlers are prepared to burn up the phones today. And then just a little bit more on just sort of like the insider politics stuff. Uh, This is also from Team DeSantis. DeSantis raises record 8.2 million in the first 24 hours after the presidential campaign launch. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis brought in 8.2 million in the first 24 hours following his campaign launch, shattering the previous record held by Joe Biden in 2019, which was 6.3 million. The 8.2 million figure is a hard dollar direct to campaign figure. Uh, We've also got a Fox News exclusive, over 150 former Trump officials back DeSantis. So when I got back from San Francisco last night, I went right to the event, the DeSantis event, which was a, a two day event here in Miami. Uh, and I met some of the some of the donors. Obviously, the governor was there, and the first lady, and the staff, and everything else. I got one of these fancy hats. I have never been, nor would ever take a dime from the campaign. Let me be very, be very clear about that right now. But I did get a DeSantis for President Day One hat. So I've been paid with hat, and I have plenty of hats. So uh, there you go. Um, what's good about this? Look, you got to raise money to win these things. They have they have very deep pockets right now. Uh, they are. Going to be in a war with Trump. There's no doubt. Trump's got a lot of money. Did you know that about Donald Trump? Uh, now, I do want to address the Twitter Spaces thing because I was at Twitter. I was actually right outside Twitter as the Spaces was going on, listening on my my earbuds, uh, and then I was upstairs at Twitter right after uh, with with Elon and uh, and David Sachs and the crew. Uh, there were some technical difficulties up top. It it took them about 20 minutes. There were so many people flooding the system. Could they have done more so that it would have been a little smoother? Obviously. Uh, are they trying something that's a cutting edge technology and there's gonna be some bugs? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it turned out to be a big deal. The idea that they broke the internet, whether you think that's just now marketing or whatever, it's like, it's not that important. The important thing is the issues. Like I, That's really where I wanna stay focused for the next year and a half. Who is right about the issues and who's talking about what's going on politically and culturally in a way that will get us out of this mess, right? And I think that's what we're getting from DeSantis right now. It's like a serious person, like here's what I've done and what I will do and here's why I'm gonna do it and that America you know, does not have to be this way and there can be this comeback and all that stuff. I have to contrast that a little bit, unfortunately, with uh, with Donald Trump. Here was what Donald Trump, Uh, put on Truth Social as this thing was happening. Wow, the DeSanctis Twitter launch is a disaster. His whole campaign will be a disaster watch. And, you know, he uses his capitals and whatever. Okay, so that's just like the usual stuff. And it wasn't a disaster. Actually, if you listen to the content of it, and I recommend that you do, it was like they asked interesting questions, both Sachs and Elon, a bunch of people who've been on this show, Dana Lash, uh, Chris Rufo, Jay Bhattacharya, a whole bunch of people asked interesting questions across the board. I talked to Sachs after. He 100% did not screen the questions. I was actually in there. There's a way that you can sort of signal that you wanna ask a question. They, they didn't get to me, that's just fine. And I was gonna to try to ask a tough question actually, uh, which I'll save for my, for my next interview with the governor. Um, but it clearly was a success. Uh, anywho, uh, here is a Trump uh, video attacking DeSantis, uh, see if this rings right with you. Uh, just see how you feel about it.
4: Ron DeSantis was struggling big time in his primary race for governor of Florida. Polls revealed DeSantis was failing so bad, he was losing by a staggering 17 points. Then DeSantis was saved by the endorsement of President Trump. Trump's support was so powerful, just days after the endorsement, DeSantis took a commanding lead that propelled him to being elected governor.
3: I'd like to thank our president for standing by me when it wasn't necessarily the smart thing to do.
4: You're welcome, Ron. Unfortunately, instead of being grateful, DeSantis is now attacking the very man who saved his career. Isn't it time DeSantis remembers how he got to where he is? Make America great again. Build the wall. Then Mr.
3: Trump said, you're fired. I love that
4: part. Truth is there's only one person who can make America great again.
3: I'm Donald J.
2: Trump and I approve this message. Okay. So I want to ask you, I'm actually not going to comment on it too much. I want to genuinely ask you person watching this right now on the other side of the screen, like, is that stuff still working for you? Do you think that Ron DeSantis owes Donald Trump everything? He did endorse him in 2018, and there's no doubt that that endorsement helped him become governor. And then once Ron DeSantis became governor, he did the right things, especially during COVID when Trump was doing a lot of the wrong things. He did the right things and then ran this incredibly successful administration that has led him to running for president. Like what does, really, and I think about this in your own life. If someone does something good for you years ago, what what do you owe them? Do, do you owe them everything else in the rest of your life? Do you owe them all your aspirations, all your dreams, all the things that you believe that you can do? Um, if maybe they don't, believe, you know, if maybe they're just in the way and they want it too, like, you just have to think about that. I think that's worth thinking. Um, David Sachs is texting me right now. I think he's gonna give me a, a live statement on uh, on what his feelings were about the Twitter spaces. So hang tight on that. Um, but the point is that these attacks, I just don't think they're working. And I think Trump kind of knows they're not working. Uh, ben Shapiro had an interesting tweet about the attacks. He wrote, Trump's attacks on DeSantis are, his name's Rob. So in a lot of these posts, he calls him Rob DeSantis. Okay. I don't know. So I don't know what the difference between Ron and Rob is, but okay. Uh, he has a bad personality. I mean, I, I just don't see that. He, uh, here is an AI simulation of a Twitter spaces, including DeSantis, Musk, Hitler, Soros, and Satan. I'll get to that one in just a sec. DeSantis is too conservative on entitlements. Hey, wasn't Charlie Crist great. Uh, now you might be wondering about the, what the Hitler, what now? So Trump, Uh, Right after the Twitter spaces, we're just going to show you like 10 seconds of this. On Instagram, he put up a fake Twitter space and pretended that Elon Musk and Ron DeSantis and Sachs and everybody else were in a Twitter space with George Soros, Klaus Schwab, Cheney, Adolf Hitler, Satan himself, and the FBI. Are we playing any video on that? Yeah, we're going to play some video on that. Here you go.
5: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Ron DeSantis Twitter space. Hello? Is my microphone working correctly? George, can you just wait while we... Hello? Can you hear me? We can all hear you, George. Can you just hold on for a
4: second? Hilfa. I don't think they can hear me.
3: <coughs> I can hear you fine, George. Just speak to the I don't microphone. think George knows how to use Twitter. Hello? Uh, can you hear me now? Can I please make my big announcement now? Everyone just... Hello?
2: Okay. So like, it might be funny to some degree. Like I'm kind of personally overthinking these things are funny and and they're, look, I love the meme wars and all of that stuff. And there really was a use for all of it. But again, are we still going to do that? Or are we going to be a more mature country? Are we going to say what's true, fight for what is good, like actually restore America? Or are we going to just be about memes and destruction. and oh my God, here's a Twitter space where DeSantis is talking to Hitler. I don't know. Again, this is up to all of us to decide. Literally, I don't like collectivism, but it is collectively up to all of us if we are going to get out of this thing that we have been in for quite some time. Anyway, now that it's finally started, you know, it's interesting because in the in the Trump ad, he's talking about how DeSantis is attacking him. And DeSantis really hasn't said much about. Trump at all. He really hasn't. And when he has, if you read the book, by the way, do I have the book? I don't have the book on the, on the desk right now. But if you, lead, if you read DeSantis's book, he's very complimentary towards Trump, actually, and credits him uh, where credit is deserved. But now that the campaign has started, DeSantis is punching back. Here he is uh, smacking down Trump on Disney and immigration.
1: Trump, I think a lot of conservatives, you know, we kind of laugh when you hear it, but a lot of conservatives believe that a Trump DeSantis or DeSantis Trump ticket is unbeatable. Real quick thought on that, and then we'll go into some some of the, the other stuff.
3: Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that some of the things he's been attacking me on, I've been a little surprised at because he's attacking me from the left. And that really wasn't the Donald Trump from 2015 and 2016. I mean, he was a hard charger leaning in uh, on all the issues, very edgy on conservative issues, and it was part of the reason he did so well. Uh, But when he's taking Disney's side against me, I just kind of wonder, like, okay, I get he wants to hit me, but don't take the side of a multinational corporation that wants to sexualize kids. He's also hitting me against voting against Immigration amnesty. There was the Good Lat 2 bill in 2018, and he said that that was akin to voting against the wall. But that bill was a two million person amnesty for illegal aliens. Very little money for any border security. All conservatives opposed it. He did support it as president, uh, which a lot of us were upset about. But to hit me for being taken the America first position, I just think is a little little strange. So I'm not sure what his strategy is, but I think he's taking positions that are a little bit different than uh, than four or five years ago.
2: Okay, so that's good. Note, it's not a personal attack, right? He's actually quite clearly criticizing two of the attacks on him. So what are those two attacks? He's basically saying, hey, Trump, because you don't like me, you're basically backing and defending Disney, which we know is true, right? That's what he's been doing. And then interestingly on the immigration one, if, you, if you're not fully paying attention to what DeSantis was saying there, if you're not fully aware, when Trump wanted money for the wall, it was also going to include that 2 million illegals were get, gonna get to stay here. They were gonna get amnesty. That is why DeSantis voted against it. It wasn't that he wasn't for the wall. He was for the wall, but didn't want that to also be attached to these 2 million people staying here. So this, this concept of Trump attacking him from the left, I think is gonna, this is, this is Trump. If you're watching, I don't think this works. I don't think this works to be like, I'm more of a lefty. I'm for more amnesty than DeSantis is. And I'm for, I'm more pro Disney. And even though I was the one that was supposed to destroy the woke, when the guy comes in and actually is destroying the woke, I'm going to try to destroy him. Uh, the other one that that Trump has been doing is really relentlessly going after uh, Desantis over COVID, and I just I, I just have to say this in like the sl- simplest terms possible. Everyone knows that Ron DeSantis was was basically the best or top tier, like top three governors when it came to COVID. Everybody, everybody locked down, right? Everybody made mistakes. I've said it many times. I grant everybody a fairly long leash, you know, in terms of what they did and when they woke up. We all had, all of us, you watching this, me, everybody, we all woke up to different degrees. I was pretty good on 15 days to flatten the curve. On day 16, I was pretty much there. That was kind of early. Okay, zippity-doo-dah. We all woke up to different degrees. It depended what state we were in, what level of draconian lockdowns we were in and everything else. But everyone knows that DeSantis was the guy, the main guy leading the fight to open up, to get vaccine mandates, get rid of vaccine mandates, to get rid of masks, all of those things, as Trump was still pushing them. Everyone knows that to be true. So anyway, Trump put out a video yesterday, just going after, relentlessly going after, DeSantis on COVID and everything else. And I was watching it and I was like, man, I know this will take us 20 seconds to find a zillion videos, a zillion, a zillion videos of Trump saying the complete reverse on this. And I was on the plane, and I texted Brock, and I said, Brock, can you clip us together a little something using Trump's video that he put up just now, an actual reality. And Brock said, Dave, you pay me, I will do it. Here it is. When the Ron de Sanctimonious facts
1: come out, you will see that He's better than most Democrat governors, but very average at best compared to Republican governors who have done a fantastic job. One of the greatest governors in our country, and I know a lot of good ones, and I can tell you there's some really bad ones too, but this is a great one, Governor Ron DeSantis. How about the fact that he had the third most deaths of any state having to do with the China virus or COVID? governor's done a great job. Florida is down low now in the... China virus. Even Cuomo did better. He was number four. Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, has done a, uh, a spectacular job in Florida. He shut down everything, including the beaches. Other Republican governors didn't do that. And you're open and you didn't close and you're just amazing, right? It's great. Perfect job. He just announced that the schools will be open in the fall. The Democrats blew it big. A lot of Republican governors did a fantastic job. We're in a place called Florida and we have a great governor. But no, he wanted to show the fake news how tough a guy he is. enjoys very high popularity and that's for a reason. The reason is he's doing a good job. A governor like Ron DeSantis of Florida is doing a great job.
2: Thank you. Guys, that was not hard for us to put together. Brock, how, how intensive was that for you? Not hard, Brock went like this. Not very hard. To the Trump people watching this, like I would prefer not to have to do those videos. I voted for Trump and again, I like Trump and there is a situation where I will vote for Trump. But if he has decided that his whole campaign will only be about lying to destroy DeSantis, that to me, especially when it comes to Florida and COVID feels very personal. And a few people said that to me last night, that the, the, something about the attacking of Florida that became the beacon, the citadel of freedom in this entire country and we still live in the freest country in the world. So if the, fr- the freest place in our country is the freest place literally in the world. And if he wants to lie about all of that, then I have to text Brock and have Brock put these videos together. Okay, I have to. And as long as he keeps cashing the checks, he's gonna do it. You see the point, guys? Like, it's too easy. It's too easy. Trump, there's a, there is a uh, lane for you to make the case for yourself. But it's not just lying about DeSantis and COVID and everything else. It just is not. And then what you do is you make DeSantis' job very easy because he can attack you on all of that nonsense. Here he is with Glenn Beck yesterday.
3: I think he did great for three years, but when he turned the country over to Fauci in March of 2020, that destroyed millions of people's lives. And in Florida, we were one of the few that stood up cut against the grain, took incoming fire from media, bureaucracy, the left, even a lot of Republicans, had schools open, preserved businesses. And so Florida, since COVID, has outperformed virtually any state in the country when you look at all these significant metrics.
2: Yeah, again, it's kinda easy and it's true. And look, we can all play armchair, quarterback, hindsight is 20-20 and all of those things, but it really is important. And this is one of the problems I think Trump's gonna have with his own base. His own base is the most anti-vax. His own base is the most anti-Fauci and all that stuff. But we saw this one and I have to show this to you because it's hard, you know, why I always show you old clips because we always forget everything, right? Time moves by so quickly, endless scrolling on our devices. We forget things so quickly. But in in September of 2020, September of 2020, at the height of the election, right, the Biden-Trump election, Trump was using Fauci in campaign ads as a positive. Take a look at this, it's hard to believe, but yeah, it's true.
6: The president has listened to what I have said and what the other, people on the task force have said the first and only time that I went in and said we should do mitigation strongly the response was yes we'll do it when he suggests why don't we do this And I say, no, that's really not a good idea from a scientific standpoint. He has never overruled me. The travel was another recommendation. When we went in and said, we probably should be doing that. And the answer was yes. When I've made recommendations, he's taken them. And then another time was we should do it with Europe. And the answer was yes. He's never countered or overridden me. And the next time we should do it with the UK. And the answer was yes. I never, in the multiple times that I've done that, where I said, for scientific reasons, we really should do this, that he hasn't said, let's do it. The first and only time that Dr. Birx and I went in and formally made a recommendation to the president to actually have a, quote, shutdown. The president listened to the recommendation and went to
2: the mitigation. It's hard to believe. I'm surprised he didn't get rid of Pence and have Fauci be his VP, right? Like, it is hard to believe. And again, I am not doing that to be heavy-handed, right? I am admitting that hindsight is 2020. But if, if you're watching this and you're the hardcore Trump guy and you hate Fauci, why didn't Trump figure that out, right? Now, I guess we all have what limited knowledge We have. But to be reelected, he was still pushing Fauci. He was still pushing his pride in Operation Warp Speed. And we now know that the vaccines were basically a net negative. Right. I think that's probably I'm being soft when I say that. Uh, And we do have to accept that while guys like Ron DeSantis and Kirstie Noem up in uh, South Dakota and a whole bunch of other, other Republican governors were trying to open up. Kemp in Georgia, who was fighting Trump, Trump was trying to lock him down as he was trying to open up. Trump was still bragging and very proud that he was shutting the country down.
1: We did the right thing. We closed the country down. I could have kept it open. And I could have done what some countries are doing. I had to shut it down and we did the right thing. I thought of keeping it open. And we did just the right thing. We closed it down. And a group of very smart people walk in and say, sir, we have to close it. And we did the right thing. They can't do anything without the approval of the President of the United <laughs> States. Even the Democrats aren't blaming me for that. We had to close it up. Some people wish we never closed it down. We did the right thing. We closed it. It's a decision for the president of the United States. I mean, we did the right thing, we had to close it up. Because nobody's ever heard of closing down a country, let alone the United States of America. We had to turn off the airlines. We had to turn off everything. And we did the right thing. A lot of people have thought about it. Write it out. Don't do anything. Just write it out. And think of it as the flu. But it's not the flu. It's vicious. We basically shut down our country. We did the right thing. We had to close it down. The president of the United States Calls the shots, and we had to close it down. We did the right thing. They're not working in offices. They're not in airplanes together. And we did close up. We had to close it up, and we did the right thing. We closed it down. We did the right thing. We closed it up. We were told to got to shut it down. Stop it. Tell everyone to stay home because of this horrible virus. And we did that. We had to artificially close our country. We've done this right, and we we really we really have done this right. That so we did the right thing. Everything.
2: All right, did we do it right? Do you think lockdowns were worth it? Remember those three years of abject insanity? Like lunacy? He's very proud of it. Has he, all, I think actually all he would have to do, and he could still do it, he could do it even today. Donnie, if some of you guys are watching the show, I got a hint for you. What if you came out there today and say, boy, I did make a mistake on that. I really did make a mistake on that. And actually, even with Warp Speed, I was listening to the wrong people. But he doesn't, right? He very rarely has the mea culpa. So there's every bit of evidence to think if he became president again and they bring back COVID or monkeypox or the zombie apocalypse or the alien invasion, that he would do it all again because he hasn't shown any contrition in the horrific mistakes that he made. DeSantis, by the way, who did lock down, let's not pretend that he didn't. He absolutely did. He has acknowledged that he wishes he did not do it and he did not take some of the advice and all that stuff. Now, he learned on the fly. Uh, It's really odd when Trump's going after him on COVID. Well, he locked down. Well, you're very proud of lockdowns. But then he was waking up quickly and has acknowledged it. So I would recommend for Trump to have a bit of a mea culpa on it. I did make a mistake with lockdowns and trying to use the federal government to push it on the states. And I made a mistake with warp speed and all that. People will accept that. I actually think it would be quite refreshing because it's something he doesn't do. Uh, But something he is doing is siding with Democrats now, which is very bizarre. Here he is praising evil lizard person, Gavin Newsom and Cuomo who's gone, but whatever. You look at what's
1: going on in California where they're doing a fantastic job. They really are. The governor's doing great. I'm proud of him. I've gotten very friendly with Gavin Newsom. He's done a very good job here. I watched uh, what's been happening in California with Governor Newsom and uh, this morning with Governor Cuomo, and uh, I applaud them. They're taking very strong, bold steps, and I applaud them. We agree on the coronavirus and uh, on that we got along
4: very well. And Our relationship began earlier than most, and so from that perspective, all I can say is from my perspective, the relationship has been strong. He's done a
1: really uh, terrific job in California. Well, we've gotten along very well, Gavin Newsom. We've gotten along very well with regard to uh, COVID-19, as we call it. Uh, In that respect, he's been fantastic, and we've been fantastic, and he said very generous things. Yeah, California, by the way, also doing a very good job, Governor Newsom. I'm going to meet with the governor right now, Gavin Newsom. We've worked very well.
2: All right, again, these these are just reality things. I promise you over the next year and a half, I'm not going to bludgeon you with all of this, Uh, but I hope that by exposing a certain degree of it, I hope that the Trump campaign will move on. From these ridiculous attacks, because they don't work, and again, you're you're operating in a situation where your base, which was the most against lockdowns, which the, was the most against vaccines, and certainly against against mandates, uh, you're operating in a situation where you're you're at loggerheads with them. You may remember this one. I mean, this one is in May of '22, so this is a year ago. This is a year ago, right? Post post COVID, and Trump is still praising the vaccines. Here he is praising vaccine manufacturer, uh, CEO, the Johnson & Johnson CEO. Take a look.
1: Also with us are some friends of mine. They wanted to say, I said, don't come tonight. Let's go another time. It's pouring. Woody Johnson, a great gentleman. You ever hear of Johnson & Johnson? He owns the place. I tell you what, this guy's got cash like nobody's got cash. Johnson & Johnson, his incredible wife, Suzanne...
2: This guy's got cash like nobody's got cash. Yeah, because pharmaceutical companies have giant government contracts to force people to get needles in their arms for vaccines that largely don't work. Now, I will acknowledge that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was definitely, from what we can tell so far, not as problematic, as the kids say, as the mRNA vaccines that came out from Moderna and Pfizer, but nonetheless... This is a year ago this month. He's still praising Johnson & Johnson for COVID vaccines to his own audience that hates it. That's fairly wild. But there's another thing. There is another thing related to all of this. Uh, You remember the summer of love, right, when the Democrats, in honor of diversity and inclusion and peacefulness, even though we were supposed to be locked down, they said, yes, despite lockdowns, you can take your mask off and rampage cities and destroy targets and pep boys because George Floyd has been killed. Uh, Check out this ad. This is a Trump ad uh, that he put out regarding George Floyd. Just sense now that time has passed, how out of touch this was and is.
1: I understand the pain that people are feeling. The death of George Floyd on the streets of Minneapolis was a grave tragedy. It should never have happened. It has filled Americans all over the country with horror, anger, and grief. We support the right of peaceful protesters and we hear their pleas. The voices of law abiding citizens must be heard and heard very loudly. We will stand with the family of George Floyd, with the peaceful protesters, and with every law abiding citizen who wants decency, civility, safety, and security. But what we are now seeing on the streets of our cities has nothing to do with justice or with peace. The memory of George Floyd is being dishonored by rioters, looters, and anarchists. The violence.
2: All right, the ad continues. We're, we're not going to rub you over the head with it. And by the end there, and I wanted to show you the part where it switched, by the end there, he was getting it right, right? Like the violence is not acceptable, blah, blah, blah. But the the offering, the peace offering to these people who, where we knew this was obviously gonna go, the entire thing uh, was set up to take out Trump uh, and that he tried to play along with it. Like they kind of duped him, meaning BLM and the entire machine related to George Floyd and all that, they kind of duped him as well. It just is the truth. Anyway, let's, let's move on uh, because this video, this I saw this this morning, I think this is yesterday, uh, while DeSantis is breaking records when it comes to fundraising and the campaign launch is clearly people are paying attention and it feels like it's leveling up, uh, Trump is playing golf. That's just what he's doing. Uh, he was asked while on the golf course uh, about DeSantis' launch and well, whether he'll debate him. Uh, take a look.
3: If you were on a debate stage with Ron
1: DeSantis, what would you say to him? What would be your interactions with him? Well, I watched him with Charlie Crist and he, he got very badly beaten with Charlie Crist. Adam Putnam beat him, I don't I don't know. But they say he's not a very good debater, but maybe he is, I don't I, We'll find out, maybe we'll find out. Because unless it gets close, why would anybody debate?
2: I believe that's what Trump would call low energy. Um, the idea that Charlie Crist beat DeSantis in that debate is completely ludicrous. I actually agree. DeSantis's strong suit is not necessarily debating, it's governing, um, but he did not lose to Charlie Crist. It's just sort of ridiculous. The more interesting part of that is this thing about whether Trump will debate or not, right? Like if this is supposed to be your strong suit, you're Donald Trump, you're the TV star, you're Mr. Off the Cuff, I don't need a, uh, a teleprompter, I don't need a script, blah, blah, blah. You should uh, fully be ready to debate and excited debate, So I I sense there's like a real shift in things. I think the last two days, something has really shifted. I think the Trump people are really like, oh man, this thing is bigger than we thought. Our attacks have not been working and they've been been so over the top that we probably are regretting some of them. Uh, All of that being said, the mainstream media really does want Trump and that is very, very obvious, right? Trump feeds the mainstream media. He tells you CNN is fake news and then he does a town hall with CNN. He tells you it's the failing New York Times, and then he gives Maggie Haberman endless access. Uh, and they love it, because what does it do? It gets them ratings. And when they get ratings and views, they get money. So this is really wild. I saw this video on Twitter. A uh, Trump was mentioned yesterday on CNN from, what, what were the timestamps on this? From like, within an eight-hour span, something like that. What is it? 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., From 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. You know how many times they said the name Trump? Three hundred ninety nine times. Here's just a little snippet.
3: Hello and welcome to Inside Politics. let's start with Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Now, of course, Donald Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Trump appointed Donald Trump Trump. Well, that's interesting because Trump Trump Trump. President Trump. Donald Trump Trump Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump 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 has been president.
2: President
0: Trump.
3: Caitlin, where are we right now in this sentencing proceeding? Donald Trump 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 we have a Donald Trump Donald
0: Trump when it comes to Donald Trump
3: Trump Trump and uh, Trump Donald Trump missing from that is Donald Trump you
0: know Trump Trump focus on Donald Trump 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 Trump. Trumpism Trump a lot of Trumps
2: all right so 399 times and you might go well why are they doing that I thought they hate Trump I think I just laid it out and you get it they want Trump for a couple reasons it's not just for the clicks and the views but I firmly believe that they believe Trump is the more beatable candidate and DeSantis is refusing to play ball with them. Uh, Here is a journalist by the name of Jennifer Jennifer Palmieri on MSNBC saying that Trump is more electable than DeSantis. Do you think she might want to push that notion so that Trump gets nominated and then loses? Do you think? Are you a wizard? Take a look
0: definitely no touch there's no, no calibration touch. with the guy and it's like he started off you know he could have just been an effective governor of florida and be doing well with re- the republican voters that want to move on from trump but instead he like real, just like double triple quadrupled down, down on a very mean-spirited pretty nasty maga agenda that i don't think you know i mean Six-week abortion ban? What are you doing? I'm not sure. I think I could argue Donald Trump is more electable than Don- Ron DeSantis when you support a six-week abortion ban, and his whole thing is supposed to be he's the electable one. I mean, that alone. But then the totality of the nastiness of that MAGA agenda, marginalizing kids, putting migrants—sure, we should all. We should. The border is a national problem, and all—all all of us should. All of us agree. Uh, all of us should, um, you know, partake in in, in dealing with that.
2: You see, guys, they can't even hide it. They're saying the quiet part out loud. First off, this idea that, that DeSantis is somehow nasty. Like, it's just, it's just so ridiculous. And that somehow he's the one going after kids. He's the one stopping these butchers from chopping the genitals off kids. I would say that's fairly pro-kid. Now, she might be right, because I try to give the devil his due. She might be right that the six-week abortion ban might hurt DeSantis in the general. It might. I think it helps him in the primaries because he's, you know, right, like the, the base wants less abortion, so that might work then. In the general, it might not work. Just look at the the midterms last November. Um, but this, they're telling you the the thing that they shouldn't that they usually wouldn't be telling you, which is we want Trump. So DeSantis is nasty. DeSantis is going after kids. DeSantis is the really anti-abortion whack job and all of that stuff. But the only reason they're saying it is because they know Trump is more beatable. And here is a clip of noted racist Joy Reid on the televised mental institution known as MSNBC calling Elon Musk and Ron DeSantis fascists and authoritarians. What
0: for Elon this time? this is the person desantis most identifies with these days they share an ideology that seems libertarian on the surface meaning certain people basically people who look like elon musk and ron desantis get the freedom to do or say whatever i want whatever i want no matter how racist cruel or offensive no censorship no masks my body my choice but for you it's pure authoritarianism wokeism is dangerous fascism though free speech
2: She's really just a terrible person. Like, I don't know how you analyze this with like more thought put into it than that. Uh, She's a liar and she's actually a racist and all that stuff. Elon Musk, for his entire life, he was pretty... I actually mentioned this to him uh, in the meeting that we had. I said something about how you were a lefty most of your life. And he, he responds, he's like, you know, that's what everyone thinks. He was like, he's like, actually, I was just kind of apolitical my entire life. But by default, factory setting default, he was voting for Democrats his entire life. Uh, so he certainly, he's not a fascist or an authoritarian or anything else. And if you're paying attention to what he's done on Twitter, all he's done is take away censorship. There, You know how many people say horrible things about him all day, horrible things about me? horrible things about DeSantis, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, fine. It is what it is. You can block them or you don't even have to open the app. It's really wild. So why is the corporate press and Trump going after DeSantis? Well, it's obvious. It's obvious that he is the real threat. Uh, Here's a little video of uh, DeSantis and Elon, because uh, I think this is a nice way to cap the show on what this perhaps is all about.
5: I'm, we're absolutely committed to freedom of speech and level playing field, um, and just a vigorous debate. And uh, hopefully, uh, this can be a, a platform that uh, brings people of divergent uh, political views uh, to exchange those views, and, and uh, perhaps some minds will be changed, uh, one way or the other. And um, but it's just incredibly important, as you as you highlight, uh, that um, the, the, the First Amendment is re- irrelevant if. Uh, all the media and all the and, and the government are operating in lockstep. It's uh, it, it makes the, the, you know the most important amendment, the one that was most urgently added to the constitution, um, moot if you if you cannot have uh, free and open debate. Um, so so Twitter was indeed expensive, uh, but free speech is priceless.
2: Great line, right? Just absolutely great line. So you have to decide for yourself. Is Joy Reid right when she calls them fascists and authoritarians? Or when you listen to the guys themselves, how thoughtful and decent Elon comes across as he's defending free speech and bought a company that is purging money left and right and has a litany of problems that he's publicly talking about. He bought it for $44 billion because he believes in a plurality of voices and free speech and everything else. And then somehow that same guy sees something in Ron DeSantis that he wants to amplify. And you have to figure out for yourself, do you think that is good or do you think that's fascist and authoritarian? Uh, by the way, and then I just got one other thing for you. Um, uh, well, you know what, let's just get into the, to the David Sachs uh, text. So David Sachs was watching, he texted me. Uh, he had something that he wanted me to share. I'm reading this on the fly. I have not read it before uh, from David Sachs. He said, here are my observations about the last two days. One, the DeSantis space is up to 9.7 million listeners million listeners directly in the space, plus another 5.8 in Mario Nawafal's space, which played my space in its entirety and then commented on it. So it was basically another space that just took it and, and sort of repurposed it. Two, New York Times refused to accurately report the numbers even after I provided them. I think they hate DeSantis more than Trump. I know they hate Trump too, but I think they know that Trump gives them more to, work with, with, uh, more to work with than DeSantis. Hence, they're weirdly in the tank for Trump for the moment. Three, Trump has lots of attacks on DeSantis, but unlike the mainstream media, he has not attacked him for doing the Twitter space. This is a man who understands ratings. Four, Benny Johnson reported that Trump feels compelled to make a return to Twitter after the DeSantis event. Again, this is a man who understands ratings. Five, Fox News shows that it is afraid of Twitter with their coverage over the last couple of days, which was largely the same as the mainstream media. I do appreciate Laura and Kennedy having me on and giving me a chance to correct the record but most of the hosts were reading from the same script. They even attacked the space for not having video, which is a technologically illiterate comment since it's not supposed to have video. I would encourage our friends at Fox to see Twitter as an entirely different medium, one that they can use to promote their clips rather than the competition, but I suspect the Tucker thing has them tilted. Okay, so that's from David Sachs, just kind of on the fly as he was watching this show. And look, that's what this is all about, right? Like you can... There are such parallels here from where I sit. It's like we can have the old world, which is Trump and CNN and the New York Times, or we could have a new world that say is DeSantis and Twitter. Like we can just decide which way we wanna go with all of this. But it feels like it's being born. There is a chance now, guys, and we just gotta keep a push in. Did I say anything funny on today's show? Well, I guess I said the thing about paying your checks, and frankly, I'm not gonna sign it this week, and we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, we got a super quick post-game show because then I'm joining Megan Kelly on her show in just a sec. So rubinreport.locals.com. Uh, part two of my interview with Sean Spicer is up across platforms. Full thing's already on Locals. Quick cold close for you and we'll see everybody else tomorrow.
0: All the All this
2: Just so we gain. Thanks for tuning in to the Ruben report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the postgame wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.